Hello and welcome to another podcast at Equippers Church Dunedin. Today's sermon is brought to you by Pastor William Levy. pray one more time because I, I, I need help. I feel the Lord's pressed on me something. He's shifted, shifted the message a little bit. So Father, I pray you would anoint this time and Lord, I give you, it's all you anyway. It's all, it's all your glory. But Lord, would you speak to us in this moment? Speak to us tonight through this message. Help me, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, it's, uh, it's good to be with you. And I, I love being at home. Not that I'm away a lot, but I just love home church. Uh, I reckon all of you are amazing, and uh, and I just, I just, it's just so much joy being here. And uh, Revolution Tour Friday night. Who was here? Man, how good was that? How great was that? Over 93 uh, decisions or people responding to to acknowledge Jesus as their Lord and Savior and. And uh, we're believing and praying for that, and, and that's part of who we are as a church. It's part of who you are as a church. And uh, so I want to thank you already that this week you've been generous. Amen. Uh, whether you knew it or not, you're like, what, Pastor? Well, how, how, I haven't been generous this week. What do you mean? What are you talking about? I didn't even come to Revolution Tour. Well, if you, if you, if you tithe into the life of the church, you've been generous uh, because it costs to bring a uh, uh, revolution tour into the into the city, and uh, even previous it costs to bring Reggie in for a Sunday, uh, but who knows that these these things these few things have impacted the lives of people that are, have experienced or been in those places where God's just moved, and to me I, I don't care what it costs. Uh, if we can get the gospel of Jesus Christ and we can get people encountering Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that to me is the best way to spend money. And uh, so you've been generous in that. And, uh, and through this generosity series, I really pray that uh, God has continued to stir you. It's not just, uh, as I said, uh, very straight up from the, the beginning. Generosity is not f- just our finances. And, uh, and we've gone through this series and we've talked about different things and, and we've learned about the culture of generosity. I pray that you don't just go, okay, cool, I've learned something about this, but you continue to say, Lord, show me how to continue being generous and generous and generous. We know that scripture now, I'm sure you know it by now, but Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 in the Message Bible, it says, what the world of the generous gets larger and larger. But the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. And, and so I pray that we're getting this in our spirit going, you know what? And it's a good thing that we should want our worlds to get larger and larger. It is. It's a good thing. Sometimes it means more responsibility. And we've got to have the faith for our worlds to get larger and larger. But it's what God has asked us to do. But before I get into... The, 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 the message that I've prepared, I, I, I want to just share a principle. And, and it's not directed at anyone. I just believe God's speaking through it. And there's people here tonight that are going to need to hear this principle. And I pray it's going to release you. 
Uh, my, my heart's desire is that it releases you, whether you're a young person and you think you don't have a lot to offer, uh, wrong, all right? I want to tell you, wrong. Um, you've got a lot to offer. Uh, if you get this principle in your heart, God's going to move through. If, if It doesn't matter if you're a young person, older person, older, older, older person. You can still get this principle in you, and God's going to bless you. Uh, I was, and I just, I wasn't planning on this, but I want to share it. There's a, there's a person called Joshua. Who knows Joshua? Joshua and Caleb, good friends. They were the part of the 12 spies that went into uh, the promised land, the spied out. And they're the ones that came back with a good report. Uh, so anyway, uh, time has gone by. And Joshua becomes now the leader of the children of Israel and leads them into the promised land. And they've taken on Jericho. Who knows the Jericho story? You know, walking around it six times. And then on the seventh day, you walk around it seven times and you blow the trumpets and shout. If you don't know that, that's in Joshua chapter six. You can read that. But it goes on after that. It gets to Joshua chapter seven because seven comes after six. If you don't know that, just... I don't want to insult anyone. <laughs> but in, in Joshua chapter 7, it says this is the very next battle. And you'd think, woohoo, it's a little bit like the Highlanders right now, you know, winning, winning streak. And I prophesy next week is going to be another winning streak for you, all you Canterbury fans out there. We'll pray for you at the end. But anyway. But I'm not prophesying what happened to AI, what happened to the Israelites is going to happen to anyway, anyway. But anyway, the Israelites went up against AI and they 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 underestimated. And also, though, there was someone in the camp that had disobeyed the Lord's command. And so, one they underestimated, and someone in the just one person, just one person in the camp disobeyed the Lord's command. Which then brought destruction on this. This is this is this is amazing stuff. This this I can't. And 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 so they only sent three hundred, or sorry, three thousand up against the, uh, the the tribe of Ai, and and the Israelites got beaten, and they got beaten. Why? Because there was a person called Achan. When 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 they were to take down Jericho, the Lord says to Joshua this, he says this in verse 18 of chapter 6, Do not take anything, any of the things set apart for my destruction, or you yourself will be completely destroyed, and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Everything made from silver, gold, bronze, iron, scattered into the, uh, sacred to the Lord, uh, must be brought into the treasury. But Achan took some for himself. One person... And the whole tribe took something for themselves, brought destruction on the rest of the, everyone else. Now, I'm not saying that tonight to hey, pinpoint anyone or, or, or point the finger. But what I'm saying is what is set apart from the Lord is set apart for the Lord. And if we choose to take it, we're actually choosing to take destruction on ourselves. And just because something looks good, it doesn't mean it's actually going to be good for you. It's like KFC. It's, I, it's like KFC and sin. Beforehand, it looks good. During, it is good. Straight afterwards, you regret it. 
Anyone, anyone with me on that one? But just because something looks good, it doesn't mean we can take it. When something is set apart for God, it's set apart from God. Don't take it. Don't take just 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 go back to Genesis chapter uh, four, three, two. Earlier on. But look at Adam and Eve. The tree of good and uh, of, of that, that that tree. God said, "Don't take it. Don't touch it. It's not yours." And it brought destruction not on one person but on the entire camp. And now we're living in that situation. And so, where do I, where do we bring this? Where do, where do I feel like the Lord's? Why did the Lord show me the scriptures this, this morning? Is because I think we've got to learn to understand that sometimes some things are not ours. Sometimes there's, there's going to be things put in front of us. There's going to be covetousness that we're going to want stuff. But we've got to say, that if, it's, if it's God's, it's God's. And, and, and knowing that if, if we can be content in what God has given us, even more God will give to us. And when, when we take that story in it, and it says this, this is the crazy part. God says to Joshua, we're going to find out who this person is. Out of the entire tribe. So right now, if, if, if we were playing this game in here, it would be a whole lot of fun right now, wouldn't it? It's like, who, who stole the cookie? We're going to find out who's got the cookie. We're not, we're not. Hey, no pointing over there. But, but here's the thing. God always knows. But that's not what we're, I'm not, I'm not. What we're about tonight is to say, don't take the things that are God's. Honor the Lord with what He's given you, and He will make your vats overflow. He will keep your barns full. And and we go into Malachi, right? And and this is talking a little bit around, it says here in chapter 3, it says, uh, verses 6, I'm the Lord your God, and I do not change. This is why your descendants, O Jacob, are not already destroyed. Ever since the day of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Should people cheat God? You have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we cheat you? He says this, you have cheated me in tithes and offerings due to me. And you are under a curse for your whole nation has been cheating me. It says this, bring the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of the heaven's armies, I will open up the windows of heaven for you and I'll pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Put me to the test. See, when we learn how to give to God what is God's, He says, I'm going to bless you. But this is the only place in the Bible where the Lord says, try it, put me to the test. And, and I want to say, when it comes to generosity and, and, and tithing, try God. Put Him to the test. Put Him to the test because he's, he's a God of His Word. He's a God of His promise. He's a God of faithfulness. And, and, and as we step out in faith and as we walk by faith, 
And as we learn to trust God, you're going to have testimony after testimony after testimony going, hey, man, this is how we did this. This is how I stepped out here and did this. Why? And what are you doing? The world of the generous is getting larger and larger. The testimonies are getting larger and larger. And so I want to, don't take what's not yours. Because it leads to destruction. Have, have a place of contentment in your heart to say, you know what, God? I'm going to honor you with the first of all of my income. I'm going to honor you and be generous. And in fact, we're just rewinding a little bit in, 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 in Hebrew culture, what they, how, they, how they worked their system of saving it. Because it says here, bring the tithes into the storehouse, right? Tithes. Tithes. Who who likes tithing? Who who's glad you only do it once? What this is plural here. Who wants to do it five times, six times, seven times? I don't know. Anyone want to do more than one tithing? But there's actually there's only three tithes, and there's only two at only one given opportunity. But I'm not going to teach all through that tonight. But it says bring the tithes into the storehouse so that God may bless you, and then it says offerings as well. But just real quick, going back to it, see Hebrew culture, if you look at a square, this is my imaginary whiteboard, and then you draw a circle inside that square which touches each side, everyone's picturing this now, okay, so what the Hebrew culture, they would work out this is how they would run their budgets, and so they would live on what was in the circle, right, and then there's these little square, there's the corner bits, Right, this is where in Ruth, Ruth says that she's allowed to go to the corners of the fields and pick up the grain. Right, this is where some of this uh, uh, visual stuff comes in. These these examples come in, but in in Hebrew culture, they would live on the circle, and then the other parts were uh, were based on a tithe. And so in the circle, and I've and I've listened to this and and uh, read some teaching on it, but the circle is. 11 fourteenths. Does that fraction work for you? 11 fourteenths. Around about 79.5%. So the Hebrew culture would live on 80% of their income, and then they would tithe the first fruits, which is another, another thing, in its, in its, but don't worry about that right now. Uh, and, and that was a small tithe, but then they would give the tithe, which is a 10%. So they would tithe the 10%, and then for all the smart mathematicians out there, if they've given the 10% and they live on 80%, how much is left? Fantastic. You're with me tonight? And so they would have this other 10% to tithe to themselves. Isn't that awesome? You can tithe to yourself. But they would use it to be generous with it. They would use it to go, how can I and I live and run my life so that I can live on the 80 and then I have the ability, I give to God what's due to God, but then I have this tithe, this extra tithe, this other 10% that now I have the ability to be generous with. And, and so many, many times they would, they would be able to be generous with this. And in fact, so every time they would tithe, they'd do this. But on the third tithe around in the circle, the third tithe would always not go to themselves, but it was, it was always go to the poor. I, think, I love this culture right now. This is good culture of, of budgeting. This is good culture. And, 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 and it says this, when we do this, you will always have enough. You will always have enough when you trust God and, and follow what God is saying. 
So when we come to this message and we come to this place of, of generosity with our heart, I mean, uh, who, who would love to just be able to go and do stuff straight away? But like, oh, I can't do that. Why? Because we, we haven't ordered ourselves, we haven't organized our, uh, and structured our life to a point where we have an overflow, that we have a, a freedom to be able to go and do this. I know some of you have a savings account. Praise the Lord. Who's glad they have a savings account? I'm glad that you have a savings account. But letting money be a servant in your life and not money being a master is something that will, will if you can honor this, these principles, you will be free for the rest of your life. That's why I'm saying, young person, if you honor the Lord, if you bring the tithe into the storehouse. I've shared this before. I knew a young girl who did a paper run. She earned $40 a fortnight. I saw in the bank statements every fortnight, $4. Your $4 is worth way, 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 way more to God than what you might ever think. If you, if you can, uh, you know, your, your tithe on, your, on, your, on, on whatever comes in, is worth so much more. Never ever think that, you, the, that, that just because it's this amount, it doesn't honor God. Your amount will honor God. Your amount will honor God. And so I just wanted to share that real, real quickly this, this evening because I just believe it's going to help some people because it does work. God will open up his storehouse. He will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you. And, and I believe that for you. I want that for you as a young person, as an older person. Maybe you're an older person, you've struggled with issues of tithing. Obey God. Don't be like Achan and hold what's God's because you end up bringing destruction on yourself and you don't fall under the windows of heaven. I pray that you'd, you'd open up your heart and step out in faith to stand under and be blessed by God. Who wants to be blessed by God? Amen. All right, we're good. I want to I want to quickly share a couple of points, and then we've got the amazing Mykon and Raquel. They're going to come and and finish off the message tonight. Is that all right? Yeah. I reckon they're awesome. And so it's Miracle Offering Sunday. Praise the Lord. I know a lot of you have been here this morning, and and uh, and and I'm not sure. I don't know how many, but uh, have participated in this already. But tonight we're going to continue it, and uh, we're just believing that God is going to do amazing things. And so we're still going through this series on generosity, and I, I pray that uh, something again would would click in your heart and click in your spirit to go. You know what? I'm believing for more than just myself in life. I'm believing for for that I can use my life to to bless the Lord and to to tell the world that Jesus lives. And so, in this in this message, this final message, it's called "Enlarge for Generosity." Who wants to enlarge in generosity? I pray you do. I really pray you do, because uh, I believe it's biblical. Uh, I believe the Lord wants to bless you. Uh, I believe the Lord wants to see you go from strength to strength, place to place, uh, and, and better to better. And, and, and I want to push back against some mindsets this, this evening and maybe challenge a few thoughts because there's this crazy Christianese or Christian uh, thought pattern out there that says, I uh, this sort of humility sort of phrase that says this, I don't give to get. I don't give to get. Now, like, I can understand it a little bit, 
But can I, can I say right now, I pray you give to get. I really pray you give to get. Because if you go and talk to any farmer, which Jesus used agricultural examples all the time, and even uses the seed in the sower, I pray that we go, if we went and talked to a farmer right now, I'd say, hey, Mr. Farmer, um, you've, got, you've got this massive field, and you've got some seed, and you're going to give it, right? You're going to sow it, you're going to give it. Uh, are you expecting the harvest? Oh, I'm a Christian. I don't give to get. I don't know, just pretend we're down in South America. Well, South America, not South. Anyway, but, you know, otherwise I'd get my con up here. But, like, I mean, farmer guy's going, what? You've just sown this whole field, and you don't give to get? Well, who's going to get? Because there's going to be a harvest. I'm like, I pray as Christians, you, you have a philosophy in, in your heart to say, man, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The parable of the sower, the, the, the two that, that, sorry, the talents, the two that, that gave and the two that looked after their talents, um, well, what did they do? They, they, they enlarged, they doubled. And the, even the person who didn't look after the talent well, the, the, the Lord took the talent off them and gave it to the person who, was the, who, who doubled it first. So the world of the generous got larger and larger. The world of the stingy got smaller and smaller. I pray that there's, there's something in your motive behind it. Yeah, I understand I don't give to get, but I pray there's something in your motive going, you know what, I am going to sow because I'm believing for a harvest and my world will get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And out of my world, I can be more generous and more generous and more generous. Because I, 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 just, I just don't get it. I don't give to get. I, I don't understand that humility. I pray there's something in you that says, you know what, I am going to use well what God has given me. And I am going to multiply it and I'm going to give to the Lord. And so let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 to 30. And let's read this. It says this, so God created human beings. Isn't that good? You're created by God. You're not a mistake. I love, I love Reggie's testimony. Even through a whole lot of un, uh, un, uh, not very good situations, bad situations, he's not a mistake. You, how can God use a man like that to impact so many people around the world and think that he was a mistake? Just because the way that he came into the world was the way that he came into the world, nothing's a mistake in Jesus. And, nothing, and if, he, if you're breathing on this, in this world, God created you. You have a purpose. You have a, a reason for being here. And God has created human beings in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Which one are you? Just checking. Just seeing, all right. You're one or the other. And it says this, male or female, He created them. Then this is the great part. Then, then it says, then God blessed them. Are you blessed tonight? I know it's 5 p.m. I know it's a little bit later, but I, I need some people to go, you know what? I am blessed tonight. I, I am a child of God. I, 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 I am a son, a daughter of the most living high God. I am blessed. Don't be so humble. No, you're blessed tonight. You're, you're anointed tonight. You're called by God. You're saved by grace. Oh, Pastor, can you quiet it down, please? 
Oh, that wasn't, I wasn't even trying then. <laughs> I, I, know, I know I'm the one that has the microphone. I'm the one that's preaching. But the way that we respond tells me a lot about what's in your spirit. And as a pastor, I pray you know you're blessed. Oh, yeah, but I'm a sinner. All of us are. What makes you anything different? But you're all saved by grace. We're all saved by God. We're we're made in His image. So let's live with the confidence of what, who God has called us in. I know there's areas that we work on. I know there's insecurities. I know there's hurts, there's pains. But can I tell you tonight, be generous in the way that you think of yourself. In the eyes of God, be generous about who God has called you to be. He said that he's, he's made you in his own image. And in fact, his thoughts about you are more numerous than the stars. He knew you before all time, the Bible says. So I want you to be encouraged. It's, I haven't even got on to the first point yet. It says, then God bless them. He says, bless them. If we can just go out of this place tonight, just knowing we're blessed by God, I'm a happy person. If something shifts in our spirit saying, you know what? I am a blessed person. I'm called by God. He's anointed me not for, for my entire life, not just for one area, not for this area, but for my whole life, I am blessed by God. There's something that will build in your spirit, something that will build in your vocabulary, something that will build in your confidence. You know, you know what? You can, you can believe for anything. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And I believe tonight if we get that blessing in our heart and our spirit, there's going to be no problem stepping into what God's called us to do. Because the very next thing, God calls us to do something. He says this, I've blessed you, so be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. God has given us a command here. He's like, I've made you. I've created you for a purpose. I have blessed you. And the Bible says in Ephesians that He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. I don't think there's anything left. He can't bless you anymore. We just got to know that He's blessed us. And that's a whole different thing there. But he's blessed us with everything. But then he says, go and fruit, be fruitful and multiply. God's given us something to do. And how do we do that? We want to multiply. What do we want to multiply? We want to multiply who we are in Christ. We want to multiply the confidence and the grace and the favor that we are in Christ. The blessing of who we are in Christ. To be able to be a, a person that has a conversation with someone and, 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 and your, your old history might have gone, oh, harden up, do whatever. But now you could probably say, hey, let's sit down, have a coffee, let's talk about it. Let's walk, walk this through, let's talk this through. And, 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 and would, would you like to pray it through? I've prayed a lot of things through with my Lord. So we're being fruitful and we'll multiply. God has given us a mandate to be fruitful and to multiply, to reign over all the earth. I pray there's a confidence in your spirit that you, you, you know that you're called to reign in Jesus Christ, to know that He's anointed you and called you. But the problem is, right, the problem is we've got to get past our heart. Maybe even sometimes we've got to get past our head. And we think, I'm no think. Um, no one likes me. I've got no friends. Why would God want to use me? 
I've got pimples. I, I've got this. I, I'm, I'm divorced. I messed up my marriage. Why would anyone want to listen to me? Everything that you go through will turn into a testimony for God. Everything. Everything. I've shared. I became a Christian when I was 14. Backslid. Did every single thing that you can do um, between the ages of 14 and 17. Got into, um, what is it? Drugs, alcohol, girls. Those three years, if I could do them again, yeah, I'd love to do them again. But I'm not going to. I can't. But I'm, I'm saved from them. And now I have something that I can tell young men that this is how it hurt. This is the pain I went through to be able to talk to my now wife, but then girlfriend, to say these were the, that, that, that I'm, I wasn't a virgin. Everything, everything that you go through will come out to be a testimony for Jesus. And if, if my, my actions, even though they didn't honor God, I can now bring glory to God if I can just tell a young man, hey, honor yourself and honor your girlfriend until you get married because that will be what God wants for you. If I can share that honestly and openly, what am I doing? I'm not just sharing stuff for an example. I'm, I'm, I'm being generous with my heart. I'm being generous with my thoughts. I'm being generous with my time. Do I like bringing up this topic? No, I don't like bringing up this topic. Not at all. But just maybe it could help someone tonight. Maybe it could, could change someone's mindset on how they think about themselves and how they might think they're a dirty, rotten sinner. Well, yeah, you're not a dirty, rotten sinner. You were a dirty, rotten sinner. Because what Jesus did on the cross for you covered that. Left, right, and center. This past, present, and future. So we've got, we've got to deal with our heart. We've got to know we're blessed by God. We've got to know uh, that, that He's come uh, to lift us up and to love us. <coughs> Excuse me. And so let's deal with our heart. A lot of us have been here for a few weeks now. And we've picked up this generosity series. But I want to just keep going. It says this in Acts chapter 4, verse 32. Going back to, this is not the original, the Acts chapter 2 was the first one, but again in Acts chapter 4, 32, it says this, all the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that, they were, that, that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. I love this concept of generosity across a group of people of willing to share and willing to give everything that they have. And there's a story that follows this in Acts chapter 5 about a couple of people called Ananias and Sapphira. And I'll tell you, if, if you want to read about someone having a bad day, they had a bad day. And because and when they were talking about this, how all the believers met together and shared everything with one another, these two people thought, yeah, let's do the same. And so they went and sold a field. But when they came to give the money to the, uh, uh, the, the, the apostles, they chose to withhold some of it. And it goes on through the scripture. It says, you know, Peter says to them, hey, it was yours to do with it what you wanted to do with it. But, but, don't, but what you did was you lied to the Holy Spirit when, when you said it was everything that you had. 
And so they chose to give, and, and then Ananias, and they're having a conversation, and the penalty was is that he just dropped dead. He just dropped dead. And then Sophia, they're having a conversation with her. She comes in just as, as Ananias is getting removed from the room and says, hey, uh, we heard that this is, this, is, is this true? Is this the amount that, that you wanted to give that you paid? And she said, yes, straight away, drop dead. It's a bad day. Well, but here's the thing is, in this, in, this, in this passage in Acts chapter 5, it wasn't about not giving everything that God, uh, not giving everything that they got for selling the, the field. What it was is that they lied about what they were giving. And, and when it comes to generosity, let's not lie about what we're giving. Let's just give to God what He's giving, given to us. So, so tonight we're on this journey of generosity. Tonight is our miracle offering, and, and I'm going to share about that in a, in a, in a, in a, at the end after Michael and Raquel come and share. But let's trust God. Let's trust God. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 28 and 33, let's throw that up there if we don't mind. Is it going to come? Yep, Okay. And it says this, And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work out or make their clothes. Uh, don't, they don't work or they don't work out. That's some big clothing, right? They don't, they don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful um, as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers, that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? I guess that comes to a trust issue, because for me, trusting God and faith come in the same box. And it's learning how to trust God with everything that we have. And so when it comes to this miracle offering and this whole this whole concept of being generous with our time, with, with our treasure, with our words, with our, with our heart. It's up to us whether we're going to trust God in it. It's up to us where we, you know, whether we open ourselves up to sharing something. It's up to us whether we, we, we choose to go, you know what, God, this is what I'm believing for. If this can, if this can bring a breakthrough for someone, as much as it might hurt or it could be embarrassing, I might share it. As, it might, as much as it might, I might need to trust you and my vulnerability, as much as I might have to trust you for my next paycheck, as much as I might have to trust you for my next meal, I'm going to do it. Why? Because when we trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean, on our, not lean, on, and lean not on our own understanding and in all our ways acknowledge God, He is faithful and just. Is faithful and true. And following those scriptures in Proverbs chapter 3, it says, When we honor the Lord with the first of all our crops, it says that our barns will be full and our vats will overflow. Trust God. Trust God with this whole concept of generosity. Trust God that He'll take things that were meant to destroy, but trust God that He'll use them for good. Trust God with your finances. Trust God with all of your life. I like Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19. 
one of the responses that he has as salvation is that it says this. He says, if I have, if I have robbed the poor, I will return them four times as much. Has anyone ever done an emotional sort of offering before? Emotional like, oh, God's done something in my life and I want to do this. Uh, you know, and some, sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it can be a bad thing. But Zacchaeus just wanted to honor God. He just said, no, if I've done this, I want to return this much to them. And I love the fact that, and then Jesus just turns around and he says, what? Salvation has come to this house today. And so loving what Zacchaeus did out and through his life. And the next and last, or not lastly, I want to invite Mike on and Raquel because in this whole concept of generosity, what they're going to talk about is really going to show and visual, uh, visualize exactly, I, I, I believe, um, what we're talking about. And, and these guys are, are great. I, I get the privilege to be able to see more into their lives than maybe some of you guys. And, and I just know their journey. I know their hearts. And so I know what they're going to share tonight will bless you. And so can we give them a hand as they come up? evening. How are we doing tonight? Good? Awesome. How awesome was the message Pastor Will just brought tonight? I've got only Matt agreeing with me here. Is only Matt the agreeing that the word was awesome? It was great. It was great. Um, it was interesting. Oh, look at this. There is actually... Remnants of this morning. Um, I was just back there, and um, I wasn't actually thinking about it. But I just felt God reminding me of something that I, um, I'd just like to share, just to encourage you all. Um, earlier today, I mentioned that um, being in business has always really... Um, excited me and really driven me and it's one of the things that I'm really passionate about and um, and this sort of started when I was 17 and I had just finished high school and um, instead of going into college I decided that I would open my, my first business my own business and just venture into it and um, back back then it was just a real step of faith um, because it was in an area that I did not dominate and I still do not dominate that area in which I went into business. Um, but yet I, I, I was in that business for seven years. And God just, 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 just amazing what God did through it. Um, but one of the things that I was reminded tonight when I was back there, and again, I wasn't thinking about it. I just felt God just bringing it up. Um, I used to actually tithe. The, in, the whole income that came to the business, which was like, it's not, I, I did my own personal tithing, you know, my, my salary, whatever I got from the business, I would get it. But just every single job, every single invoice that went out for the business, the, the principle of tithing operated within the business before my employees got paid. 
And, um, and now Pastor Will brought this word, and probably that's what sort of God just highlighted. Because one of the things that I just wanted to, I, I, I was thinking this morning, just sort of pinpoint something extraordinary that happened early in my life on, in business that just, because um, I saw God's favor in it, but I couldn't actually pin down one, one exact thing. And I just felt that that was it. Because where there is honor, there is a, an overflow of honor coming from God. When there is faith, there is an overflow of provision coming from God. And, um, and you know, that first business that I had, I ended up at, at some stage having 15 employees. Or other words, 15 families relying on the business of something that I did not dominate. And yet God's favor was in it. Um, so this other business that we've got now, I also don't dominate, but she does. So we're safe. <laughs> I try to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want, really wanted to encourage um, us because when we, as a family, when we give, um, we don't just give. There needs to be the element of faith. And because last year when we gave into Miracle Offering, we were believing for something. And, and we still gave what we couldn't and under those circumstances. Well, world, world view and wouldn't be reasonable. But God view, it was the only reasonable thing to do. Um, and, and now going into Miracle Offering again, it's the same thing. We're believing for something that's so much greater than us. Yet, our position is that we're not going to withhold from God so that we can accomplish that which He has laid in our heart. It's like, no, I'm going to honor God so that that which He has placed in our heart will come to be and come to pass. And so, um, faith is the one thing that drives everything. Um, and so, I, I just want you to hold me accountable here because I felt something on earlier on, and I may forget because I, I, I don't tend to follow my notes. Um, I actually just felt to pray for those who actually want and believes and, and just thinks that they're struggling with their faith when it comes to financing, just believing. And I just actually at the very end, I just want to, um, for us to make an altar call in that, in that area. If finance, having faith in finance is something that you're struggling with, I just really want you to step out in faith and just respond. Um, so hold me accountable for that at the end. Pastor will probably remind me, probably just um, lead that as well. Um, because if you don't activate faith, everything else we do, will just be a fun exercise. It would just be a fun exercise, and sometimes not so fun, <laughs> right? Sometimes you, you hurt, and, and maybe, perhaps, it's hurting just because there isn't faith activated. We're, we're giving out of pressure. We're giving out of other reasons. Um, it's not believing in God um, for that. Um, one of the things that um, I mentioned earlier today is that we, when it comes to being generous um, with finances, we just really come to realize um, that we can't afford not to. Uh, just because of the outcome of, of what um, sowing a seed could do. And I use an illustration, and I'll, and I'll do it again um, tonight, um, which is one little seed that we sow um, has the potential 
that unless we sow it, we won't see. And so often we're so concerned about this little seed because it can feed us today. It can pay our bills today. It can contribute to our long-term plan today. But the fact is there is so much, so much awaiting as if we simply sowed that one seed. No. And, and this, is, this is pretty much it. And inside of it, I actually just flipped it over. Inside of it, there is heaps more seeds to sow. And we're so concerned at times with this one seed that we've got, or perhaps two, or perhaps a handful that we've got at the moment, that we forget and we neglect to appreciate what God can do with that one seed. Um, and again, one of the things that I shared, and perhaps not too extensively, but I just felt God saying is that there is timing for sowing. So again, don't take for granted the, 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 the prompting that God gives you at a given day, at a given time. Yes, do pray about it and feel, understand that it's coming from God, but then don't hesitate to act on it because that which God has asked of you today is for a specific purpose. We as a church, we have a vision. We as a church, we are working towards something. And perhaps that which God has asked you is coming to meet a specific need, a specific vision, a specific um, activity, you know, that the church is engaged in. And we never know unless we sow. Um, and so timing, I found that it has got a lot to do with um, sowing. And even the seed, if we sow it out of time... It will give a little plant, but it may not give as many pumpkins as, as, it, may, as it was intended to, simply because the soil wasn't at the right temperature, at the right on, on time to receive it. And so, um, yeah, don't underestimate God's timing. And then whenever we give, just give expectantly. And I was taken to... Um, to just on uh, Abraham, again, I didn't share this this morning, but I just feel God uh, leading me into Abraham had a promise that his descendants would be as numerous as the sand and the seashore and the stars in the sky, right? But yet God asked of him the very seed from which those descendants would come. Hold on, Isaac? What about... As numerous as the stars. That's that, that seed. That seed from which a multitude would come. God asked of, Abra of Abraham. Imagine. Imagine if Abraham had had a different response. That's just a, a thought. Imagine if he had a different response. So I really pray that, um, again, faith... It's not by chance, you know, it's not, it's not just um, written in scriptures just for the sake of being written in scriptures that um, Abraham is the father of faith. Look at that. I mean, the seed that he had his promise founded on was required of him, and he did not reject it. He actually accepted, and he let it go. And from there, the promise was released and um and so that's why I, I really believe that god wants to activate a different level of faith in us tonight as we perhaps 
on open and uh, whatever is in our hands, if it's just one seed, two, or a handful. Maybe we just have a, we need another level of faith to just step out. And I just, I just, just really believe that God wants to release that in us tonight. Um, so the testimony. <laughs> Good thing I, I, she keeps me accountable. Eh? So the testimony um, is basically, again, I spoke a little bit into it on early on where last year this time we were believing for, for a business. And, um, and before we had finances be an issue. And um, with, the, with the previous business that we um, wanted to purchase, well, at least we thought it was finance. Uh, and I truly believe now, um, in hindsight, that it was just God protecting us from uh, a bad purchase. Uh, not that it would have been a bad, but again, just me making that, 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 um, that God had something better for us. That God had the right business for us. And not only that, that God also wanted to show that it was in His power, not in ours, that things would, um, would work out. And basically from the, the first business that we failed to purchase um, to the second one, there was probably a year or 18 months gap um, where we were very aware of our finances, well, finance requirements. Um, but although we were very aware of that, um, in reality, the actions that we were having were completely opposite to those requirements. And um, we would give and give without measuring. And whatever God sort of placed in our hearts, we wouldn't negotiate with God. Because again, I find that it's so easy to negotiate with God when it comes to finances. Because it can be confounded to, to, to good stewardship. When actually good stewardship is bringing God into the picture and returning to God and giving what God asks because everything is His in the first place. So if you want to be a good steward of what I've got, you need to bring it back to me if you are being a good steward of it, isn't it? And so um, I really felt that God was basically showing us that it was going to be through His power. And uh, not that we actually th thought all that through while we were walking and while we were giving. I mean, we were just responding, but then we were having faith that something was going to happen. I mean, we were conscious again of the requirements and of the time approaching. And even Raquel and I would have those conversations of, so how is this going to happen? Are we going to ask, you know, our parents for money? Is it, are we going to be selling some properties in Brazil and finding a way to bring money over? How, how is that, how is it going to happen at the end of the day? Because a month away you know and um, we didn't have to do any of that N any of that and um, not not only that I can also testify that we haven't gone without in our lives the abundant giving it's not credit to us it's credit to God it's to his glory it's to show that he's the one that provides and as the scripture says in 2 Corinthians, and again, I just pray that we continue to have um, their awareness and, and just um, that be humble um, to see God move. Um, because what it says is, if I can just find, for God is the one, uh, I want to read it correctly, for God is the one who provides seed. 
for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide an increase and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So not only will he provide, but he will also increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Um, I will just share something that while Pastor was preaching tonight, I just felt, um, yeah, I felt the same thing about faith, faith being um, activated as we give, the same way that we plant a natural seed and we actually hide it in on the ground and we put some soil over it, so we, we, we lose track of it, so we basically we're giving it away, but we trust a plant will come out of it because otherwise we wouldn't sow. So it's the same thing tonight as we sow. We sow in faith because we know God will come through. It doesn't matter how the amount, what excites me is that God comes through. Um, and one example that I just thought about is um, serving because we, we serve every Sunday. And I, we work full time and we have busy lives. But the more we serve the more get, things get done in our lives, which doesn't make sense because I don't have a free Sunday to do things. Um, and people ask me, you know, how, what, how do you do it? And God comes through. So giving financially is not any different. God comes through. It's just like that. Um, yeah, so I just felt, felt that while I was um, sitting there. So I'll, um, I'll pray and then Mike will pray. Um, Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you are our provider. We thank you, God, that um, we have this opportunity today of um, a miracle offering day that we get to give, but not only as a ritual, not only um, just just to give, but we give with expectant hearts. We know that you will move. You move not only in our lives, but you move through this city. We enable, Lord God, this church to do so much in our city, in our nation, in in the world, Lord God, I thank you that we get to be part of this, Lord God, something so much bigger than ours, than ourselves. I pray, Lord, that um, your Holy Spirit will minister into every single person here tonight, from the youngest one, Lord God, to the oldest, Lord. I pray that your Holy Spirit will minister in our hearts, will hear your voice. And I thank you, Jesus, that we can trust you with our time, with our, with our finances, with our generosity. We trust, Lord God, because you come through. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to go back to that, um, that one thing that I asked you to remember. Um, again, giving without faith is just giving. Um, and uh, at times, I, I, I will completely relate that we, we can't. We can't afford to give um, if you're just giving. But we can always, always afford to give if you're giving in faith. If you're giving in faith, you are always able because it's not only your actions it's your action founded in God 
and that makes a huge difference and and so if um, again if if faith for more believing for more it's something that that you desire tonight having that faith that Abraham had of being able to release the seed in which his promise was founded on thank you for tuning into this podcast for more information please check out our website at www.thecooperschurch.com forward slash Dunedin